Act 4, Scene 7. The spotlight disappears, and with some intervening shuffle in the dark, the stage is made ready again. The lights swell, revealing Faustus' study. Mephistopheles is stage center, and recites the narrative of this scene, while others, including a farcical version of himself, appear to act out what he narrates. With Faustus gone, the days were long, and Mephistopheles languished, worried. Bored and feeling he was weakening, and darkening was endangered by the night and by the shadows, that he might blend, absorbed, that he might disappear, dissolve, sink in likeness to their blackness insubstantially deep yet empty, endlessly falling, and lost within. He must watch where he might step. The shadows puddled in the streets would draw his foot toward them. Their ink slinked near to grope for him. He kept the candles lit and never slept, warding with a wall of light annihilation. He wanted want of men's desires, their obsessions and their passions. The ache of humans fleshed him. With Faustus gone, his daily fare was missing, and he hungered. So if at night he crept about, it was to drink misery and despair to fill his being and give it body. Wagner, like a beaten dog moping, would follow him where he went, to market, to tavern, everywhere, annoying him with syncophant chatter. M, exasperated, then intrigued, considered whether this groveling rascal's interest might be his spiritual provender might be the substance to sustain him and keep the blackness of his soul from slipping in consuming shadows. What do you want? To be a Faustus? Wagner said, Oh yes, oh yes, I have my small ambitions, Wagner, slyly smiling, added. I'd like a little happy sorcery. A modicum of gimmickry could make a better life for me. Perhaps a slavish helping monkey. Perhaps a fat pocketful of money, which spent refills itself instantly. Oh, like anyone, I'd like to see what it can be, what I hope might be. Mephistopheles assented and said, What is it, then, that's on your mind? Like Faustus, Wagner declared he wanted knowledge, but not abstract, not mystical, mysterious, nor arcane, but what's carnal, 
so to speak. Women. It was lubricity that inspired him. Now splashed across the stage, a movie appeared, vignettes, as memories, brief portions of a grainy and nostalgic black-and-white pornographic movie projected upon the uneven surfaces of the stage, walls of books in the study, furniture, persons, moving. Mephistopheles continues. Thus the students met with Wagner, as would-be body doctor, for lectures in lewd science, the anatomy of concupiscence, to come to his laboratory to measure and observe how women may receive the sexual satisfaction of as many men as use them. Mephistopheles assisted him to get the object of his curriculum. A woman who just married, whom lusting for a rival had taken. Summoned, Mephisto cast a spell, or else it was, as she would later tell. She dissented from whim or curiosity. For it was Sunday, and she had told her cuckold husband she had gone to church for rites of holy sacrament when instead she'd heeded Wagner's intent, and then appeared to all the students. M had said such charming things, or else had charmed her, gave her drinks, and made her drunk. Well, in any case, she did what she was told. When the class was prompted to sit up, she was brought blinking, blushing, stammering, and confused, and obeyed as she was bid, "'Take off your clothes.'" Thus many lessons were taught of just this kind, with Mephisto acting to procure fair specimens for such libidinous experiments. Wagner gained clandestine fame, the sorcerer of grotesque orgies. <laughs> Meanwhile, if fortune has a will, in furtherance of the Inquisition, Rome had sent agents looking for witches and lascivious devils, silent succubi that take the souls and sperm of men while sleeping, and hearing of his proclivities contracted with Mephistopheles, who in turn, in parlance of today, made subcontract with Wagner Pay, who took his classes in lascivious anatomy and converted them to practical theology. The students who, dressing up the part, 
became, like he, monks of sexual ministry that roved, exposed, and drove to ground, women who were blamed of moral crimes upon general suspicion, but usually betrayed. Patches of the silent movies change, now in technicolor, splash angularly on the walls at various locations for various intervals, crawling the uneven surfaces here, then there. Continues. This lecherous but holy cabal took women to interrogation, brought them sobbing before some crowd of students and men, especially injured ones. These women, suspects in some sexual way, were assaulted then with lurid accusations, insulting intimations meant to weaken, to emotionally exhaust by intimidation. And when hysterically driven to confess the secret cravings that must obsess them, they were ordered to undress and taken stark naked into the streets, led about the town elsewise displayed, then given to the dogs to copulate, or sometimes burned at the stake, or else still naked, pilloried at the gate, where strangers might use and humiliate, fondle and abuse them, or on them urinate, and bad boys poke obscenely with sticks. The more fortunate were allowed escape, snuck home but followed teased and taunted, were frequently stopped, and much mounted. 